it's done. Trading Bear, how's things? We are back again for another episode. Irish. We are great. Back with another bang. Fireworks night. I see what you do there. Do you know what actually happened there? I actually hit play again in my head and my headphones of the, the the intro, so I was about to start singing again and had to stop myself. <laughs> um, look, how was your week? Um, up and down. Uh, this weekend hasn't been great. Uh, lots of fallers uh, or near misses, but the week was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a pretty volatile week. I think we've had some of our biggest yes. risers and fallers in a long time. Yeah, especially especially today, even so, with Madison and now Cyprian at Nice as well. Yeah, Madison, I, I've held him for a while. It was a completely unexpected. I was sitting on the bus. I'm actually there'll be no ice cream man today. I'm actually up in the north of Ireland here, County Down. I got the bus up. Um, getting seen about my knee tomorrow, but I got a notification saying he jumped by like forty four p, and yes, and I was yeah. like, he must have scored. No, he didn't. He just put in a monster PB score in the first half for no. Yeah, high PB, and he had, he had about one hundred and fifty at half time, and didn't get too much more than that by the full time, which was two thirty. I think he got in the end. Yeah. Still, still a strong performance considering he only got one assist. Oh, yes, yeah. It's obviously the corner effect, really, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. And key passes as well. I think he hit something like seven or eight key passes, and, and five or six of those came in the first half, which led to that that monster score. Mm. Um, well, look, we'll jump straight into it. We'll get into the biggest risers of the week. Um, the biggest one of the, we'll pick a few interesting ones. So we've got up by fifty percent or thirty seven pence to one eleven is Florinal Coman. Yeah, and we well, we were just having a little chat off air, weren't we, about him? Because both of us don't know too much yeah. about him. Um, so what I do know about him, he's uh, Romanian, he's young, he's 20 or 21 years old, I think, uh, and he scored two goals against England uh, in the under, under-21s, I think it was, in the tournament, which Romania won 4-2. Uh, and that was the first I'd heard of him. And to be completely honest, I haven't heard too much about him since that uh, that match, other than the fact he was linked with Manchester United last week. And then any players getting linked with United, that's going to send their price up and up, isn't it? So, so that's mm. the reason for his increase. Um, I must admit, I didn't see it going up as much as it has done. But um, with, with that name on the list, I did do a little bit more delving into him to see what he's like. He, he scored 18 goals in 65 appearances for Stal Bucharest his team in Romania. He came through the the much-famed Georgi Hadji Academy. So much like the the, the academy in Barcelona, it's, it's famous in Romania and indeed Europe for scouting talent. So he looks to have the pedigree uh, for sure. Can he now go on to, to be an Mbappe as, as his current manager's uh, president claims him to be? Well, well that's, a, that's a big name to live up to, isn't he? But he certainly looks like he's... He's one to watch in the transfer market for sure. So yeah, on a scale of one to five, what would you give him? Well, having never really watched him play, other than that England game, it's, it's I haven't really got much evidence to to go on. But based on based on his background, I'd probably give him three out of five flakes. Three out of five flakes, bang in the middle. Good yeah. stuff. Um, another interesting riser, the first ever star man winner of a gold day, Timo Werner. Is up eighty six pence by thirty one percent to three sixty eight. Yeah, well, no prizes for guessing why he went went up that so much money. 
You just told him, really, haven't you? The fact he won the third. <laughs> I give it away. Yeah, I kind of ruined your whole bit, didn't I? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I have two paragraphs of research now, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's whoever was going to take that first golden day payment home is always going to get a huge rise. On the back of an 8 0 or an 8 1 win over Mainz over the weekend for RB Leipzig, I think everyone saw a big win coming for them, be it 4 0, 5 0. Mainz looking all sorts of trouble in the Bundesliga, but. Timo Werner got five IBDs, didn't he? Scored uh, either two goals or three goals and got two, two or three assists. So so that caused a huge, huge rise. And rightly so for him. Very good player. PB-wise, though, I, I, do you know his score off the top of your head? I think it was 350-something. It was certainly some big. I think it was higher. I think it was closer to 400. I could be wrong. I think it was like 386 or 376 or something, um, I guess. 373, yes. I'll just research there. 373. So a, a mammoth score for him, and he's obviously not going to repeat that uh, again this time this season. Um, But yeah, d- deserved the victory. Will he continue to maintain that performance? Probably not, but he is a very good player. He was linked with Bayern Munich last season, stayed at Leipzig. Um, wait and see him, really. But uh, another three out of five for me. Like three out of five, yeah. I think he he had the he had a links to Liverpool before, and that kind of gave him a bit of a boost to his price. But then it seemed almost like a foregone conclusion he wanted to go to Munich. So it'll be interesting to see sort of towards the end of the season, the Euros, and just exactly what he'll do because that that's a mammoth score, a huge score. Yeah, I think the thinking behind uh, by Munich's uh, board directors last season was Lewandowski was starting to wind down a little bit. He needed someone to push him, and well. We know that's not true anymore, don't we? I mean, the start yeah. of the season that Lewandowski's had ridiculous. Is, is insane. So, so Werner's still scoring the goals. He's still a very good goal um, uh, goal poacher, rather, and good, good goals outside the area as well. But yeah, good score. For it's him. probably good news for those holders actually that Lewandowski's doing so well. He's on for a record-breaking season, and if he keeps that up, I mean, why would they? It, it might turn Bayern Munich off, bringing in another sort of elite striker might struggle with game time but you never know they could see him as the yeah, natural yeah, replacement as Lewandowski's gone soon but you can't really be benching Lewandowski after a season like this if he keeps it up so it could be good for uh, I suppose those transfer links but anyway that's just me speculating um, I don't think I've ever had to say this uh, in the riser section is it a Norwich player on the risers list? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no we'd, it's we'd not. We'd actually have to score a goal for that to, for that to come. <laughs> They've been pretty. You went to that game, did you? Unfortunately, so yeah. In the home end, no less in Brighton. Watching for the listeners that didn't know, I went to Brighton, Norwich, and Brighton beat Norwich two 0 It was just about as miserable as the weather that day. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> moving swiftly on. I'd say the pookie party is finally completely over and they've probably brought cleaners in to clean up the mess <laughs> and the recycling's been emptied by the bin men at this stage. He might have he might have one more after party on Friday night. We've got Watford at home on the T V game this Friday, up and coming Friday, so he might have one more parting gift. If he doesn't score there, I think he might already be out of my fantasy football team, but he'd be well and truly gone. Um, yes. But anyway, what I haven't had to say, I don't think, in the riser section is a rise of 132p, £1.32 of a rise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the biggest rise we've had in terms of actual pennies. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is up to 596 which is 28%. Just absolutely crazy. I, I can't get my head around his price. Not that he's not a very good player in real life and not that he's not a very good player for FI because he certainly is both of those, ticks both of those boxes. His price, though, I mean, £5.96. Last week or two weeks ago, Messi was about £5.41, and all of a sudden he's, he's higher than Messi. Uh, not now, obviously, because Messi's gone up as well, but £5.96, an extraordinary rise for him. And 
And of course, if he did buy him some this week, well, it paid off handsomely, didn't he? Because he took home a defender's 8p for the first goal day. Of course, of Liverpool's very, very late comeback uh, away to Aston Villa, 1-0 down, 85 minutes on the clock. Then they equalise 1-0 and then, and then Manny gets the winner in the 90th minute. Um, of course, of Alexander assists. So that got him a PB score of 267. His, his PB scores are off the chart for a defender. So he's rightfully the highest defender, taking Kimmich's crown right now. Is he worth over £5? That's doubtful for me. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because... I mean, I know he's a defender and defenders are normally valued less on the index because of, I suppose you could say, because of the PP, PB appeal, media appeal. But I think Trent has the media appeal. The like People love him. He's a very exciting young English prospect. He, if he, like, He's always going to challenge for PB if Liverpool keep a clean sheet because he's putting in more crosses than anyone. In Europe at the minute, uh, per per ninety. Yeah, that is the key part. I mean, even if they don't keep a clean sheet, as we saw well, against yeah. Villa this weekend when when they conceded one goal, I mean, it's a sheer amount of crosses that he gets in per game, which gives him such the high like, score. There's games that are he's thrown in twenty crosses, depending on the game. But I mean, his average I checked earlier on index game. I was just having a wee scroll through, and I, I remember he popped up as the most crosses per ninety across all index games data. Yeah, he, I, I've got it in front of me now. He's got 10.5 crosses per game. I mean, 147 crosses this season already. Absolutely insane, that. That's ludicrous. And what, how many points do you get for a cross? Uh, it's three for a cross and four for an accurate cross. So then, And then they also probably get the pass on top of that and potential chance created assist. If it's a key pass, yeah. 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 So it quickly stacks Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do you give them in terms of flakes? I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? In terms of a FI player, it's five out of five flakes without a, without a doubt. Um, he is the best in his business, in his class as a defender. At his current price of £5.96, knowing that defenders find it very hard to win the star man compared to the midfielders, I just, just can't see him being valued at that price relative to the other players around him because he's, he's the sixth most uh, expensive player on the, on the platform mm. now. So based on the price, I'm going to give him three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, I think it's it's awkward like because you can he's a great player and there's so many things going for him. But whenever you compare him to the likes of Tony Cruz or whoever, who's probably like four fifty, or Parejo, who's probably like three fifty four quid maybe, it's hard to say he's worth one and a half times what they're worth. Whenever I, I can see what I can see where people would argue otherwise with the media and English, but is it? If you are going to counter and say, why shouldn't it be worth it? I could see the arguments. They're going to say he's young, he's 21. He's playing for a leading club yeah. in the world in Liverpool. He's English. Uh, he's got a good shout at the Euros. He puts in cross after cross in the cross. So why, I can see why you argue as why 5.96 is a sensible price for him. But yeah. I, th- I think unless you've got lots of capital, I, th- I don't think he's one you should be buying at this moment in time. Mm. I think the thing with him as well is that it's hard for defenders to get scores like that unless they're getting game-winning goals. You know, so he might find yes. it easier to compete yeah. with other defenders for that eight p dividend on a gold day, but the star man might be tough for him. But in terms of the, he is the exception. Yeah, like Kimmich, sorry, he is the exception, like Kimmich, that he doesn't need a goal to to win PB. He he can get it just through pure volume of crosses, as we've discussed. Yeah, I I think over over that five pound mark is steep, steep, not excessive, but but steep. Yeah, well, like I mean, he's he's touching. Where is it there? I had him on the, I had him up there. Yeah, five ninety six. He's touching six quid, like you know, to say over five quids, like 
understating it. He's, he's touching six. He's, he could be six by the time people hear this. You'd never know. Um. Anyway, we move on. Biggest fallers of the week. We'll pick out a few interesting ones. Kevin Malqui, the Napoli right back, isn't he? Is down nine pence to twenty nine p, twenty four percent. It's a big drop. I can't believe what he's doing. Really, I mean, he's got an ACL injury. ACL. It's just a scratch, isn't it? Yeah, it's not that big days, a deal. ACL. Fuck Who you, Trading Bear. Oh, that's a swear word. <laughs> it's not on this podcast. That's on the <laughs> other one. I, I can go fucking crazy here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually getting seen about my ACL tomorrow uh, in Belfast. So if anyone's about, hit me up. But yeah, in fact, no, it's on Tuesday. So yeah, he'll be out for a while, I'd say. He'd prob- I'd probably wait longer than him with the standard of care he gets. <laughs> yeah, he's almost certainly out for the season. I mean, back to serious business. Yeah, he's a poor lad. It's, it's not nice, is it, having an ACL as, as you yourself know right now more than anyone. And he'll be out for the season for Napoli and hence why he's gone down in price. Mm. I mean, these days, could he be making a return? He's out for the season, realistically. I mean, you're talking May or June. He may be back for pre-season next year, but... It's it's the fact that once they are over their injury itself, they've got to build up the fitness, they've got to get the match sharpness back. And Mm. even when you're back in full training, you're you're talking another three, four weeks just to get up to speed again, and then you're getting 30 minutes in a game, then 60 minutes in a game before you're playing the full match. And don't forget, you do need the full match to get the PB win, so... I mean, he, Malqua, he's not, he was never going to win you the PB, realistically, anyway, but that is the reason why he's dropped. Yeah, he's definitely not for the next year, anyway. I don't think he's getting many flakes, is he? No, he, he's a he's a, my first of a zero flake, I think. A zero flaker? Yeah, no 99s in this ice cream. Just a plain Jeez. Malqua, Jesus, yeah. God love him. To be fair, a 29p. Here's a question, right? Quickly, which is a bit off-topic, Trading Bear. You might know this. I had this thought today, and it's something I've never thought about. Can a player go below their IPO price? And if so, how does that happen? No, is the answer. So Todd Cantwell, who IPO'd at 120, if he breaks his both his legs tomorrow, hmm. hopefully he doesn't. But let's say he's in some dodgy gang dealings and they kneecap him. And he drops, he'll drop to 120 and can't possibly go lower than that. Or would FI then artificially lower his price to try and get people to buy it? Or has that just never happened? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, yeah, yeah, I do understand. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, and, and I might be wrong on this, feel free to, to correct me on Twitter if I am. But to the best of my knowledge, I'm fairly certain he can't drop below the one pound 20. The spread would just go massive, obviously, if, if that happened. If you broke with it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was just a thought I had. Uh, we jump on to another big faller of the week. And another big fall of the week was Ricardo Orsellini, who's down 25p, which is nearly 15% to 146. Yeah, he's starting to get back into the territory where, where he becomes a, an attractive buy almost, dare I say. Over the last couple of weeks, he has been, I don't like to use the word pumped, cause, but he has been promoted, shall we say, um, by various different people. Uh, and trade his account. So. Not guilty. <laughs> me, me and Joe Donahue are definitely not guilty on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, to be, I mean, to be fair to those people that have that have been pumping him or promoting him, I can I can see why because he is in a, a a good good player. He's he's certainly got one. He's twenty two years old. Plays for the Italian team. Uh, got a lot of strings to his bows, and he can be PB attractive. So I can see why he rightfully so was was going up in price. However, he just got overinflated a little bit too much, and and when they don't start returning immediately, those type of players, all the soft money. Soft money being those traders that just buy in because they see the rise, they exit almost immediately, and then these players tend to revert back to their natural price. So, I think a natural price for Orsolini, given the the strings to his bows, as we just uh, talked about there, 
I think £1.50, £1.60 is right for about him um, until he goes under his next spurt of goals or assists. So the reason why he dropped, he, he didn't get in the starting lineup. I think it was last weekend for Bologna. They played Sampdoria. Surprisingly, he dropped. He, he came off the bench in the second half. But he didn't start the game and, and hence why he dropped in price. And he hasn't done much since that match. Mm. How many flakes? At his current price, I, I would give him three out of five. Had you asked me last week, it was it would probably be one out of five, if not two out of five, possibly. But now he's gone down to one pound forty-seven. Mm. I'm now having a look at Bologna's fixtures. They're away uh, this Friday actually to Sassuolo, so that could be a high-scoring affair before being at home to Parma uh, on the following Sunday. That's also is that a five? Sorry, I think this Friday might be. Correct me if I'm wrong, and you might know off the top of your head. Is it like a five-game silver day? Yes, you're correct. Yes. Uh, the reason why I know that is because uh, I just looked up Cyprian's fixture for Nice. Nice is also playing on the Friday fixture mm. as a Sochi dad. They are Sochi dad for Odegaard holders. So, yeah, five, five match day, uh, five, sorry, five games uh, on the Friday, Friday the 8th of November coming up. Um, so, actually, looking at Bologna's fixture, they're in that obviously at home to Parma on Sunday, uh, then away to Napoli, and then away to Udinese. So, not far from um, terrible fixtures there for Bologna. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. A price of £1.47 might be worth picking up again. Mm. Three out of five. Three out of five. And something just very, very, just a passing comment, which might have no legs to it at all. Just me thinking, I said to you before we recorded, like, it's it's bad, obviously, if he's not starting. But if you have a player who has that much hype and that much excitement about them, he has to be developing a small bit of an ego. He has to be. He's a professional footballer. And he can be the most modest, best, best guy in the world, but he can't be happy at not starting games. Um, mm. and for the hype around him to not be starting games for Bologna I don't know that's the sort of thing in my head that starts transfer things but I mean that's obviously very very premature there could be a million reasons why he was benched it could have been tactical but I'd be keeping an eye on that big time no, I completely agree with those thoughts yeah yeah. it's certainly a very strange way he was benched because yeah, he has been like the way before mm. uh, we'll move on another big right faller uh, by 31 pence to 177 is June Jordan that's 15% yeah, similar, similar to Orsolini in the fact that, again, he was promoted a lot and he's been extremely volatile this season. Probably the most volatile player on the platform this season so far, I think. In the fact that when he does play 90 minutes, he is capable of hitting those huge peak scores and hence winning PB. However, he's not playing some matches. He's being dropped or on the bench or if he is starting, he's coming off in the 60th minute mark. And hence, he's not getting these PB scores. And it, and it seems to be a real love-hate affair with Joan Jordan and, and traders at the moment. I think at his current price, he is his natural price. So around about the pound eighty mark. If he can start getting a few more 80-plus minute games in him, um, then certainly he can go beyond the £2 mark. And well, we've seen all the PB players like Sensei and Pereiro and um, Cruz. Obviously, he's not in that league. Uh, he's playing for a slightly poorer team and... And he's not getting the minutes, but he is a player to, to definitely keep an eye on, keep a watch on. Definitely at the £1.80 mark. Mm. I'm just looking there in their last 13 games, he's only actually played 90 minutes on three occasions. So that's the killer for people, isn't it? But it is. Sorry, go ahead. It, I mean, yeah, the, the one thing I would say with him, if you are holding him, and I know someone else does this, it's not a bad idea to hold Eva Benega as well, uh, the other Seville mm. centre mid. It's likely that one or two of them will play the 90 minutes. Sometimes they play together, uh, in which case it's unlikely that both get dragged off before the 90 minutes marks, but usually one or the other plays. 
So almost like hedging your bets, really, with a traditional bet, it's worth holding both of those if if you are going to hold one. Yeah, and I think a thing with underlying stats that I mean, PB scores generally reflect a player's game. Um, and if he is setting the world alight when he is on and he is scoring highly, if the PB scoring matrix isn't too skewed wrongly, I mean, I like to think that big clubs' stats and the way they look into things would pick up the amount of passes or key passes or crosses or accurate this is or you know, and. I mean, there's definitely quality there. It's surely only a matter of time before he's getting 90. I don't own him, but I actually, when I seen him being a big faller, I thought it could be a good time to get in, regardless of the lack of minutes, because that could change your time. Yeah, I've been on and off from all season, like most traders, and I actually did pick him up earlier on the week at £1.79. It's £1.77 now, but at £1.79, I see him that is almost like his base price really and, and he's capable of hitting these peak scores like so his top five scores he's got 193 205 210 241 and his highest is 249 and he's got a pb average here i'm just looking at stats uh, of 121 from 15 games so he's definitely got in definitely got it in him to, to hit those peak scores and, and mm. a one pound 77 now uh, yeah I, th- I think he's a decent pickup well, how many flakes I would actually, at his current price, I would give him, and not just because I own, well, partly because I own, uh, I would give him four out of five flakes. So if you look at Seville's fixtures, mm-hmm. they've got uh, Dudelange in the Europa League coming up. And bear in mind that Jordan didn't play or he didn't start uh, with a tough game at home to Valencia this, this weekend. He's likely to start that game. Then they've got Betis, Vado de Lid, uh, Quarry Bag, and Leganis at home. So even if you don't want perhaps Joan Jordan from Seville, have a look at Seville's players because they've got some very good fixtures coming up in the next 30-day period. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have bought him if you didn't think he was a good buy, do you know? No, well, exactly, that's, yeah. that's kind of how it works. Um, yeah. The last thing we have is the prospect player, and then we wrap it up. Sure, yeah. So as usual, I'll give you three clues. Uh, it's your moment to shine here. Here we go. So my first clue, and this is a very vague clue. I'm currently top of the league. Currently top of the league. Oh, I play in a team that's currently top of the league. Currently top of the league. Okay. I'm going to go for... That narrows it down to about 300 players for you. I'm going to pick... Uh, Bernadeschny. Bernadeschny, whatever you call him for Juventus. Bernadeschny, Juventus attacking midfielder. Yeah, uh, good shout. Not him. Second clue. I'm a defender who helps Santi Clausura, but I don't play for Villarreal. Oh, Jared Piquet. A... Oh, that's a nice one. That's a bit of a cryptic clue, that one. <gasps> no, it's Sergio Ramos. It's 100% Sergio Ramos. Why, why are you saying Ramos? Because he took a penalty during the week. Is it too late? Oh, I see. I see. Uh, no, no, I'll let you have that because it's <sighs> not correct either. Okay. It is a defender, though. I will give you that extra hint. It is a defender. Third and final clue. I already have 12 caps and one goal for my international side, Switzerland. Oh, international side, Switzerland. Helps Santi Cazorla, but doesn't play for Santi the same Clazora. team. Santi Claus. Santi Claus. I, I see what you did. I remember that from last week. God, you're killing me, Trading Bear. This is screaming out to some people. Um, No, don't know. His first name's Nico. Schulz? He's German. Munching Black. Nico. No, it doesn't ring. It's probably a very, very... Ha! What's his name? God. Somethingberg. Is that a person? Do you want me just to, to help you out here? Fuck. No, just tell me. It is Nico Elvedi for Munching Gladbach. Elvedi. How does he help Santa? Santa Claus 
Elf Heidi. Oh, that's that's purr, but it's good. But I hate it, but I love it. You know, it's one of those ones. I spent about ten minutes going like that. <laughs> that was right. I was thinking of like Spanish defenders, Villarreal. Anyway, yeah. Why is he the prospect player, Trittenberg? Right then. So Nico Valdi then. He's currently priced at one pound twenty nine. He's got a PB average score of one hundred twenty three this season, with four scores of one hundred eighty plus. So far this season, the mean average score for a defender winning PB on a triple or gold day is two hundred twelve. And just 165 on a bronze day. So defender needs to show he can score above that 180 plus mark really to be, be in contention most game weeks. Which he's already proven, obviously, with the four scars above 180. And indeed, he's already won 5p dividends already this season with his peak score of 220. As for his teammates, the next highest average PB score from watching Gladbach is Summer, the goalkeeper. Jan Summer, the Swiss goalkeeper who's on 102, and Stefan Lehner, uh, another favourite of some, he's got a PB average of 101, so not quite as high as Elvedi. Elvedi then, he's got a good PB game, but what does he also need? Well, he needs good fixtures like any other player to increase his likelihood of winning. So let's have a look at his fixtures in the next 30 days. He starts off at home this Thursday to Roma in Europa League, before playing Werder Bremen at home on a Sunday lunchtime kickoff, 12.30pm, that's next Sunday. Before, most importantly, playing for Switzerland in the international break. Now, Switzerland have games at home to Georgia and away to Gibraltar. So on fixture, two fixtures, they should really hammer home possession, which is key for a defender winning. After the international break, he comes back with Montreal Black. They play Union Berlin away before playing Wolfsberger. That's the Austrian Minnow team, not the, the German Wolfsburg team. Before playing Wolfsberger away in the Europa League and then Freiburg to finish it off at home in the next 30-day window. So those are the fixtures. He's got a great PB score. If you did want someone else, you can also have a look at Embolo, uh, the striker, his teammate up front from Mönchengladbach and Switzerland like. Obviously, he has the same fixtures, but he's not currently getting the starts at present, and hence he's more of a risk with reduced minutes. But he's one to keep on an eye on for the lineups as well. However, it's the ever-present Nico Elfadi, who is this week's prospect player very good let's hope he's done as well as some of your previous picks i hope some people made money on sandy gazorla he's back down to 103 still up three pence from whenever whenever he was on the prospect player section but he had a peak of 118 we, we chatted about him last week as the prospect player, didn't we at, at one pound he, he went all the way up to one pound 18 before the match on thursday uh last thursday he was then uh rested he was on the bench he came on late in the half obviously didn't do anything from the bench and then he slightly disappointing today. He had a match at lunchtime. He still got 150 in a game that Villarreal drew nil nil. I watched the game. Uh, he had his usual involvement. That just Villarreal didn't score. Mm. Um, but certainly there was an opportunity there to, to make money if he didn't yeah. get out before. Absolutely. And do you know, I mean, there's a few fixtures coming. We know he's a consistent PB score. It's not game over yet. Yeah. Same with sure. IPDs. But um, yeah, look, we'll leave it there, Trittenberg. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you next week. When I say, I always say Sounds we, good. but it's me. Do you know what I mean? You and the ice cream man. Yeah, that's friend. it, yeah. Me and my dog, the ice cream man, and my ACL, it doesn't exist. But um, <laughs> look, Trittenberg, chat to you soon. Fantastic. See you later. See ya.